All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 10-22-19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. A lot to discuss today. Patrick Sheehan is here to break down all of this weekend's college football and NFL action. We also figure this pinky bet out, preview the World Series, talk about the college basketball AP preseason poll, and, of course, talk about Pat's engagement. But before we get started, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Tuesday means cheaper tacos and margaritas at O'Shea's. Stop in from 3 to 6 for the brand-new happy hour, and check out the pub on Saturday for their Halloween party. All right, let's get it going. All right, Pat, welcome back. You and I, just us, haven't done this in a while. This is how we originally started this. This is nice. Yeah. People need to know how you're feeling these days. Not just because the Dolphins are 0-6 and you may lose your pinky, but also because you got engaged this weekend. I did. You know, uh, Casey, girl of my dreams. I'm so happy for her. She had the best day ever. I had such a good day. Everybody that was there seemed to have a great time, too. And Oh, my God. I had a time in my life. Yeah. Couldn't ask for a better day. Great weather. Shout out to Oreos and our sponsor, O'Shea's. O'Shea's especially, they hooked us up at the back room, and uh, Oreos did a great job, too. That's where we met. Brought yeah. back for uh, where we met. So, I know. Uh, so you guys met during Louisville-Clemson 2016, and neither of you guys are Cards or Clemson Tiger fans. Oh, uh, that's correct. But you remember the game. It's the time you met, and that was an iconic game where it James was. Quick went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you just go back and return to the spot every year. So I didn't think she really knew what was going on. She said she had a hunch but didn't totally know for sure. You got all your family and friends in there. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, it was a great time. Definitely one of the best days I've ever had. We'll talk about it a lot more at the end. Just a beautiful weekend. Really nice time. It's a bummer that UK couldn't score, and it's a bummer that the Dolphins kind of made you feel like you were close again for the Mm -hmm. second week and then ripped it away from you. But we'll get to it all. Let's talk some college football. Then we'll move to the NFL, discuss the World Series, and then we'll talk about you and your fiance. So what's the best thing you saw out of college football this weekend? I'd say it has to be Illinois, Wisconsin. Illinois was you know, 31-point underdog, something like that. Yes, yeah, so I think that's the biggest of the season yeah. in terms of a money line upset in terms of anybody. And uh, Wisconsin, I mean, they came out strong. But, I mean, Illinois is stronger. They had a way better second half than them. And it uh, doesn't really seem like they – ran operated the clock correctly managed the clock at the end very well and they gave them enough time for illinois kick the last second field goal if you had wisconsin that was tough <laughs> that's yeah. tough one to watch yeah definitely and if you had wisconsin you lost by a ton yeah. because they lost the game outright and they're fair by 31 and lovey smith just still out there doing it good for him <laughs> love beard. to see yeah love to see illinois sports success but yeah this wisconsin thing is kind of a bummer for casual college football fans because we had that ohio state wisconsin tilt coming at noon this past weekend that we were really looking forward to as one of the games mm-hmm. of the year and now it's a 14 and a half 15 point spread it's at ohio state just it's kind of lost its luster which definitely sucks yeah and they're gonna play again but Wisconsin has to win this one for the next one to be even relevant yeah. for the game. And I think that Wisconsin just kind of played their way out of it this weekend. Yeah. Penn State, really impressive, beats Michigan. Michigan mm-hmm. covers. Michigan kind of outplayed them in the second half of that game. Yeah. But Penn State hangs on. They're still undefeated. So they're in the conversation. That's kind of what where I'm at with this past weekend. There's six teams really left in this conversation for I'd the agree. playoff. So four spots for six teams. And you have Clemson, who's – very likely to go undefeated. Get in. And we have Alabama and LSU. 
one of them is going to lose for sure. They mm-hmm. play on November 9th. Ohio State, who has to play Wisconsin, who has to play Penn State still. And then Oklahoma, who seems like they're going to roll. Yeah, I think they're in the same position as Clemson is. I mean, they may have to play Texas again in the championship game. Yeah, but, I mean, how scared are you at Texas? That was almost the craziest subset of our that, lives. Yeah, if they would have lost to Kansas, man. Yeah, Texas beats them 50-48. to 48, And then we have Penn State, too, who quietly is in this conversation. It, it, it's crazy. Penn State was so undervalued at the beginning of the year. This is your six. It's going to make for a very interesting last month and a half of the season. Let's talk about the local squads, though. A big weekend for us. So we were at Diorio celebrating your engagement for Louisville Clemson. Mm-hmm. Louisville kind of hanging in there. They played well in the first half. The defense looked good. I mean, that's just, I mean, Clemson's just obviously the better team. You knew they were eventually going to take control of the game. But I kind of expected Louisville to score maybe a little bit more. But I mean, it was, at the end of the day, it's still Clemson and it's still Louisville. You know, they're not first year coach. I mean, there's not really much you can take away from either of these games just because the other teams are just so above. Exactly. Right now. It's a completely different tier. Same thing for UK playing Georgia, but Clemson has arguably the most NFL talent on a college football roster Mm -hmm. of anybody right now. When Louisville's playing a game like that, you you just want to hang in there. You want to have those moments. And once again, like the Notre Dame game, you can kind of circle those few plays where things went wrong. And Tutu Atwell, the ball going through his hands, which could have been a touchdown turning into an interception for Clemson that hurt. And then the weird muffed punt... I didn't understand that rule at all. Looked like he might have been down at the one. Looked like it might have been a safety. Looked right. like it might have been a touchdown for Louisville. Definitely didn't think it was a touchback at any no. point. <laughs> and it's a touchback. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Like Louisville needed to catch every 50-50 break basically to cover in this game. When it was all said and done, Louisville's kind of lack of depth showed in the second half. Clemson just started gashing them with easy, simple plays that just mm. their athletes beat ours. So it, it was tough, and Clemson scored that touchdown right before the half ended. That killed. You're looking at going in 10-3. They're going to have a deep field goal when they score a touchdown with yeah. five seconds left. A lot went wrong, but I don't think you take much from it. It's just a no. different tier. And, you know, their secondary played well against yeah. this guy who's going to be he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be the first-round pick n- next year probably. Yeah, first so. overall pick yeah. really, yeah. So, yeah, I you know like it was okay. There's some good spots. There's stuff learned from, but there's definitely some good stuff on film. Yeah, going forward. Lost by 61 last year. Lost by 35 this year. I mean, that's like half. Yeah, yeah, a ton of improvement there. Really proud of them. But when you look at Louisville going forward, it's you know the Clemson's and the Alabama's, the LSU's of the world. They're supposed to be on their own tier. That's why they have the college football playoff, and everybody else plays bowl games. Yeah. So don't get too down on the cards. They have five winnable games left, but they're all losable too. So it's going to be really interesting week to week. We're looking at Virginia this upcoming weekend. Virginia's minus three and a half at Louisville, coming off a win against Duke, coming off a loss at Miami. Miami lost to Georgia Tech this past weekend as a 19-point favorite. This ACC is so hard to predict week to week, but Louisville's there. They're in the hunt to have a really good year, to get as high of as like eight wins and then probably as low as as five. So we'll see. I'm ready to go. The Cats, though. The Cats, it's a monsoon in Athens. Austin correctly predicted on Red Talk this past week that UK was not going to score, which was insane. Mm-hmm. But maybe the craziest thing is you guys covered the spread and didn't score a point. Yeah. Held them 0-0 halftime. Yes. And just a couple of costly mistakes, a fumble, you know, not getting the punt off. and Only completing st- two passes. Yeah. And not having a quarterback in as your yes. quarterback, that hurts. Also, I thought the defense played well, but at the same time, it's hard to score when you can't see because there's just constant rain in your eyes. And so I don't really take much from this game at all. I guess you can say the defense played well, but, I mean, I think the rain – 
helped a whole, whole lot. Rain, defensive player of the yeah, game for, for sure. both teams. For sure. Yeah, if it wasn't for you getting engaged, probably don't lose any UK bets on Saturday. You know, <laughs> I got to stop thinking that random events that are going on in my life have anything to do with uh, college football games because it's 0 0 at halftime. And I'm like, dude, there's, there's something in the air in here. There's something in the air. I can feel it. <laughs> UK second half money line. Didn't feel great, you know. Georgia no. was second half minus ten, twenty-one nothing. But it was it was tough. But he covered, you know. Congrats. Covered, yeah. Nice yeah, job, so, Cats. Yeah, you take that, and you guys have a lot of easy games left. Kind of the same spot Louisville's in. We have five winnable games left. This game coming up, Missouri. I don't really understand the spread. We're supposed to be having Sawyer Smith back. Okay, and so he's supposed to start. He's probably going to start. All the other games he's played, other than Florida. I really kind of throw those out because he got injured in the Florida game. And he was lying to the coaches, be like, hey, yeah, I can play. And Stoops, after the South Carolina game, he was like, I love his toughness, but he's got to be honest with me. Like, he can't go out there in that kind of condition and lose us the game like that. Definitely. And, so, I mean, he, he's been bad, but you guys just have to add that element of being able to throw it all or yeah, teams are going to figure sure. what you're doing out. But you guys might be able to out-athlete some of these mm-hmm. teams you're playing – Missouri just lost at Vanderbilt. 21-point favorite. This bottom half of the SEC is just as hard to predict as the ACC, honestly. You don't really know who anybody is, but we're going to find out. But they're minus 10 at Kroger Field this weekend. That also seems high to me. I was thinking 6.5 or 7. I don't think I can take Sawyer Smith. You know, it's probably a stay-away game. But UK gets that win. You're feeling great. But you still play Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Tennessee Martin, and Louisville, which are – Winnable, but they are losable games outside of Tennessee. Martin, yeah, would only one more, or yeah, one more road game left. That's good. Yeah, Missouri at home, Tennessee at home, Vandy on the road, Tennessee Martin at home, Louisville at home. Yeah, that last game of the season, Cards versus Cats. It could be anything. <laughs> it could be a bowl eligibility game. Both teams could already have seven wins. Like you, you really have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. The ceiling is pretty sweet for both fan bases, but the floor is it's low. Who knows how these next few weeks are going to go. Yeah. Yeah, both underdogs this upcoming weekend at home. So another big thing that happened in college football this weekend, my sister and her boyfriend traveled to Tuscaloosa. They watch Alabama That's play right. Tennessee. Yep. Not an interesting game, I would imagine. 34.5 points spread. One thing happened, though, that people are talking about, and Tua Tugavaloa, the number one pick, which your NFL team is trying to lose for. Yeah. He's not good. He yes. needs to stay healthy. Yeah. He's hurt with the same injury he had last season. Right. He could miss up to four weeks, and that has him missing the November 9th LSU game. What are your thoughts? I don't know anything about the backup, but third string, do you know who that is? To his brother. To his little brother. Yeah, the backup is Mac Jones. Looks like a mm-hmm. you know skinny, classic white dude that just yeah. is not ready for the LSU defense. Right. I don't care where the game is. I think it's good for LSU because we haven't beat Alabama since 2011, so right. I would like to beat them, but it's bad. Because if you're in a situation where, like we talked about before, there's six teams here that are undefeated, that are looking at a playoff berth. If a couple of them lose, and Alabama's loss is to LSU without Tua, and he comes back, and they don't play in the SEC championship game, they're in. They're going to be the ones they put in. That's For the sure. one-loss team. Even though their wins may not be near as impressive as another team that they're compared against. So I don't know. It's 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 you know LSU has to go out there and win the game regardless for of sure. who's yeah. playing quarterback for Alabama. But it, it's very very interesting when you think about it that way because you know they'll put them in, but I just don't know how impressive their resume is going to be at the end of the day without that LSU win. Right. Well, they still have to play Auburn. It, Auburn LSU's playing Auburn this weekend minus twelve 
at home. So I, I just think college football has recognized this platform, this this tier discrepancy as we've talked mm-hmm. about. You know, Michigan ranked 16th, Penn State favored by a touchdown and a half over them. So I, I think that LSU and Alabama are, are way above Auburn, but you just don't know what you're going to get from this backup quarterback. And Alabama, like LSU, has historically struggled at the quarterback position and kind of been good in spite of it. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of world beaters out there. A.J. McCarron wasn't the most talented guy in the world, no. but he just went out there and won titles. Same thing with McElroy. They had some wild receivers, too, though. Like Amari 100%. Well, they, they're just built around mm-hmm. them. And now th- that's kind of been their thing. I mean, they, they turned down Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts might be the best quarterback in college football. Yeah. He's at least in the top five. The spread's nine and a half for LSU Alabama. They'll look at headline. Okay. There's no way it's nine and a half if Tua isn't playing. Right. I think you're looking at three Alabama. And LSU's got off the bye week, too? Alabama is two, though. They're oh, both really? on bye week, huh. November 2nd. Yeah, which is something that they actually typically do for this matchup. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, they look ahead to it. It's game of the year. It's going to be game of the yeah. year. Alabama's not going to lose without Tua until they play LSU, and maybe not even then. It, who knows, but let's move to the NFL. What stood out to you about week seven? Probably the uh, Bears, and just everybody is finally in agreement that Mitch is bad and that they are wasting Khalil Mack. They're, well, he's still going to be good whenever they have a next quarterback, but, I mean, he's going to be a ton of money. And they just have to scrap it, and they got to start all over and get another quarterback in. That's they really do. It, watching Trubisky is like watching one of these backups that comes mm-hmm. in and struggles. It, it's similar to watching, like, Luke Falk and stuff. It's, it's so bad. They can't get anything going down the field. Allen Robinson still keeps finding a way to have these spectacular games, and he can, like, only throw to him. But, I mean, the Bears ran the ball, like, seven times. Seven. Only seven. Yeah, and, it, and to keep in mind, though, it's tough to run the ball against the Saints. I saw a stat today. They haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 29 straight games. Wow. Quietly, the Saints have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Teddy Bridgewater is 5-0 and in his starts. It's incredible. That that was America's game of the week, and it wasn't all that entertaining. The Saints were actually up, like, what, like 36-10 to 10 yeah. at one point. Kamara didn't even play. Latavius no. Murray has 32 fantasy points. Over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, it, it's just crazy how hard these guys play for Teddy and how successful Michael Thomas is when you know that's the only receiver that can beat you He's on unreal. the Saints team. He's unreal. Yeah, they, they don't double him or anything. He just always seems wide open on third down, and now Teddy looks comfortable, and oh, he's yeah. making big throws. Oh, yeah. I see one more week out of Teddy because they have a bye week after that. Drew Brees is supposed to be scheduled to come back this week sometime around it. Bye week after they play the Cardinals this week. So that gives Brees you know, an extra 20 days yeah. to recover, and I think that's when you'll see him. But Teddy might have made himself $100 million. He may have. Um, but in this situation, I'd like to see you ride the hot hand, but the other guy's a Hall of Famer. Not to say Teddy may not be eventually, but, I mean – it's Drew Brees. Yeah, and it's day. his team. It's yeah. New Orleans. It's not like they brought him in, you know, for this season and he got hurt. He, he's been the Saints quarterback for our entire lives but almost. Teddy definitely earned himself some job security, though. Like, yeah, he's definitely. Like, I mean, there's no way they let him go. Yeah. Like, he kind of seems to be in the same boat, too. He turned down more money in the Dolphins just to stay here because he knows that if he rises out, team's going to be a lot better than the Dolphins are, and he's going to have this job. Definitely. So it may take a couple of years, but it's his. Great move of him to not go to the Dolphins, but a lot of these other NFL teams have to be just kicking themselves with all the quarterback struggles that you see in the league, some of them on good teams like the Bears. And you just see Teddy Bridgewater doing that, and you're just thinking, man, the Saints have two quarterbacks better than we do. Yeah, It cannot feel good. I want to talk about 
My Rams, they look back. They look very primed for another Super Bowl run. Not surprising to anyone. They beat the Falcons, who are now 1-6. 37-10, though. Do you think the Rams are back? You retweeted the Mina Kimes tweet about how it's like they're kind of, you play the Falcons kind of like you're in the dressing room with good lighting and all that stuff. Everybody you, you leaves look so there. Good. You look so good in your shirt you're trying on in there. It's like, man, I'm buying this shirt. I'm buying into that. I did retweet that. That's exactly, <laughs> I just read it and I was like, this is so how I feel right now. Uh, but they did look good. Goff was great. They, they just operated well. The Falcons really didn't seem to play all that hard. Devontae Freeman trying to fight Aaron Donald is probably the funniest thing I've seen in the NFL so far this year. But the locker room looked rejuvenated upon mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's return. It looked like he didn't really understand the defensive plays yet, naturally, but he just followed Julio around all day. And Dante Fowler, his old teammate, gets three sacks in one game. They're back to just kind of winning those one-on-one matchups. Four and three now, but they play the Bengals at home this upcoming week. There you go. At minus 13. So looking to get back on the right mm-hmm. track here. I'm, I'm happy with what the Rams are doing. And Gurley made a great catch in the end zone. Looked a little more athletic. Looked like the week off helped him. I was really worried about how this rest of the season was going to go after losing Tlaib, Marcus Peters, and Josh Johnson the third all in one week. All guys that were a part of the Super Bowl run, that all are starting members of the secondary, all gone. You replace him with Ramsey, but he's just one guy. They look pretty good. I'm still kind of worried about Gurley and what you're going to get out of him. I mean, he, they got to establish the run. Or oh, yeah. He's I mean, have to throw it. 60 times a game. And Goff being counted on to beat you has been where the Rams look bad. But yesterday they just had both of them flowing. Mm -hmm. It was smooth and it was a three-point spread. And the Falcons never had a chance. Like, I wish I would have just – it's easy to say after every game every week. But, man, really wish I would have saw that one coming more. Because if the Rams were ever going to pull it together, this was a great week to do it. Because, like you said, you leave the games with the Falcons thinking that you look great. Mm -hmm. And you got to love that. A team that hasn't looked great. My Dolphins. The Dolphins. That's <laughs> right, Pat. So you guys are 0-6, 31-21 to 21 this past week, and you're up 14-9. to 9. Chances were there. Devontae Parker, third straight week with a touchdown. Yeah, he's playing well. He's catching yeah. the ball. What was it like? You got engaged, and you're watching your team, and you're feeling like you have a chance. So I never really got up for it because I wasn't expecting them to win. I, I just This is just the way the season's gone. I don't expect them to win any games. Yeah, and you were probably ridiculously hungover. Yeah, so I'm just like hanging out on the couch, and we're up 14-9. I'm still, you know, I clap when they do something good. But, I mean. That's nice. It it seemed like they were actually, like, fighting. They fought so hard in this game, and they seemed to really rally behind Fitzpatrick. He's out there putting it on the line for them, too. And the team appreciates that. The, The last rushing touchdown, when he just hammered through the goal line to get in, that was a huge play. It's a hard contact. Yeah, he, t- he ate it, too, and he got got across the line. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, not looking too great. Monday night football this upcoming week against the Steelers. Yep, plus 15. Yep. Giant spread. Only going to see giant spreads from now on, honestly. But you seem like you're being a little more positive about it than you normally are, which, which I get. I watched the Dolphins game at Roosters, and they were hanging in there. Just got away from at the end. I mean, the, the Bills fans oh, are yeah. booing Josh Allen there. So, so what's up? A lot of talk this weekend about you making counter offers for your pinky bet because Casey was really mad. And this weekend, you know, was about Casey. We mm-hmm. we did whatever we could to keep Casey happy. And there's been some rumors about some some tattoos, some you paying out the bet early, not even waiting to see if it's zero and sixteen, some cash payments. 
we're going to decline all cash payments, though, because we want this to be something that lives forever or that you just straight up win. So why don't you just tell the people where you're at? You know, I called Will probably about a half a week and a half ago trying to pretty much get out of it. You yeah. Because who wants to cut their pinky off, you know? But, I'm, you know, I'm still a man of honor. If he would have declined it, probably would have done something to my pinky for it, something to be cut off, probably. Okay. Um, Casey will break up with me if I do it, but I'm trying to figure something out. So, <laughs> I had a few things that I presented to Will. Tattoo of something that can be covered up, at least somewhere. Not just like, not a face tattoo, obviously, or not something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, either on my ass or shoulder something like that um i offered to pay each of the uh red talk members a hundred dollars each uh which the, i guess they declined which doesn't, we declined uh doesn't make a lot of sense because why would you not just want a hundred dollars i mean but some of the whatever. guys haven't loved my call to decline that but uh that's the call <laughs> uh, and then the other one was uh denounce my dolphins fanship which you declined also yeah. which is because that's probably a bigger punishment than me denouncing them yeah, if you just denounce your Dolphins fanmanship, then you're just going to be like a generally happier person. And like, that's not what this bet is. No, like, but I, I, cheer like, for I seriously like love the Dolphins. Like, I yeah, love, love you the do. Dolphins. It would hurt to not be a fan. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to take like another lover either. You know, I'm not like out here just scoping out another team that I want. I would just have no no fandom in the NFL anymore. Got to say, it's not a quote I thought you were going to throw out today on today's episode. I wouldn't take another lover either. But, yeah, the Dolphins fanship, well, that one's so out. So some tattoo ideas we had for Pat. Pat hates Louisville. We were thinking about some Louisville stuff. And then I got creative. I thought, what if we got Ryan Fitzpatrick's face, full beard, tattooed on his back with Fitz in all lowercase and then Patrick in all caps, you know, because that's your first name. Oh, And then okay. Owen 16 under it. I mean, it'd be incredible. So that that's my best idea. That's what okay. I got. If I were to take that option, yeah. how many more weeks do I have? Is it just like swap like end of the year or is it because I assume I would have to call it early. Yeah. For me to opt out. And get well, that. if you call it early, it's just so damn funny. Like, if you call it early, it's so funny, dude. Because it's. Because they play the Bengals in week 16. Like, think about it. Yeah. Like, think about it. If you that's, got, that's why can't they play the Bengals next week? Yeah, I know. So you just know. Yeah. If you really got that tattooed on you with a few weeks left in the season, like you 0 16 yourself before they were 0 16, even if they won, I mean, it's insane to think about it would go viral everybody be talking about it probably be on espn it's the complete anti-hero of the uk fan every year that gets uk national champions 2020 tattooed on them before the season starts Uh it is literally the polar opposite of that and it's uh, one of my best ideas of all time okay so uh if that's the route we're taking you can think about it more and we'll revisit this because you i'll at least give you this week but General idea, I think I'm going to give you until week 13. Okay. Week 13 13. for the Fitzpatrick tattoo. So So uh, we got, it's week eight coming up. So you're going to have a shot at the Steelers. Third string quarterback. You're going to have a shot at the Jets at home. Mono. He doesn't have mono anymore. (laughs) You're going to have a shot at the Colts. We could be there. It's in Indianapolis. You're going to have a shot at the Bills at home. You're going to have a shot at the Browns in Cleveland, and then Week 13, we'll give you the Week 13 game as well. In the Week 13, you guys are going to host the 
I'm going to go as far as say god awful Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> oh, well, um, you know, man, I'm I'm just going to have to go ahead and accept it right now. You're going to accept if, it right yeah, now. If, um, if if I'm getting that option, yeah. I, okay, yeah. but yeah, all right. Uh, it's awesome. It sucks. <laughs> I've been cheering for you guys to win, honestly, just because yeah. I like care about your eternal happiness. You know, I was at your engagement. Yeah, so. yeah. But oh my god, I'm going to cheer against you all so hard now because that's just funny. You know, like the pinky thing. It was a little, little crazy. But no, it worked. No, no one wants to see me get my pinky cut off. Yeah, like, but everybody wants to see you with a bearded <laughs> Fitzpatrick tattoo. Yeah, we need. It's got to be like his picture that he had out there. Yeah, uh, like just the full crazy beard. Yeah, just, wild beard, <laughs> like just staring there, serious AF. Yeah. Okay, that's the move. All right, we'll keep revisiting this. I'm sure the Dolphins are not going to win anytime soon, so we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And then if they win, we can have like a party. Yeah, for sure. Okay, sounds good. Because right, the parties have been fun. Bengals Jags, another team who is winless. The Cincinnati Bengals, they are 0 and 7. Jags, minus three, minus four and a half. Total lock. What'd you think of this one? Josh Allen. Very like cool. All like all of Kentucky was there to watch him. They were he was after the game running around the stadium, giving by high fives yeah. what they were wearing his jersey in yeah. blue. Last player on the field yeah. in that game. Very cool to see. It Josh Allen is would you say like probably the best defensive UK player of your life? And it, it would, I know you have Woodyard, a lot of Trevathan. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good guys, but in terms of college football effectiveness and where he got drafted, he's probably the yeah. best UK defensive and, player. And the season life. he gave us his senior year before he left. It he's was got, probably yeah. the best season of yeah. your life. Yeah. So it, it's really cool to see the fan base travel that way. It definitely seemed to mean a lot to him. He's tweeting about it afterwards. Yeah. The Jags, it, it's tough to take a lot from this, but they needed to win this game to have mm-hmm. any shot at staying in contention. And the Bengals, another team, like another week like the Dolphins. That's two straight weeks where they've kind of been hanging in there, been there at the end. I just don't know. I can't decide whether the Bengals and Dolphins actually want to win or not. Yeah, that Week 16 game is going to be ugly because if they're both still, I mean, why would you want to just win that game and just give the other one the number one pick? The loser wins. Yeah. It's directly that. It's the last two weeks of the NBA season. It's what makes yeah. League Pass entertaining. Yeah. Like, who's going to play worse tonight between the Cavs and the Bulls? It's going to be a war. Is Joe Mixon, like, the biggest fantasy bust ever? Uh, maybe. If you have him on any of your teams and you watch them from that lens, I mean, he plays, like, 50% of the time. Yeah. And it's, Giovanni Bernard is having a terrible year. He never does anything, and he's just out there. He caught a touchdown pass yesterday or on Sunday and it. had seven points yeah, in fantasy. It. Somebody said that. I was like, oh, I benched him this week. I should have started him. <laughs> Good bench. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's literally the only time you heard his name called all day. Vikings-Lions, 42-30. Points galore. What a game. Kirk Cousins, second straight win where he's played really well. The Lions don't look great. I can't remember if anybody thought that would be the case. Do you think the Vikings and Packers have separated themselves from the Bears and Lions? Look like a mosh pit early. The Vikings give uh, Kirk Cousins more time than almost anybody uh, back there, and his QBR is the best in the league right now, which is insane. That's really crazy to think about. Uh, And then Aaron Rodgers had that game yesterday on Sunday. I mean, that's just those two teams. They're, they're one of the two are going to win the North because the Bears are just not there. There's no way they can even come close with Trubisky back there. And at this point, they have to like get hot and stuff, which mm-hmm. I just don't see. They needed to beat the Saints without Breeze, without Kamara. They couldn't do it. And the Vikings just they look so much better than they did so a few weeks ago. Yeah, the defense is great. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook hadn't slowed down, 
And Cousins doesn't lack weapons. Their receiving core is real good. But Thielen's doubtful this week. He had like one catch for a touchdown, yeah. and now he's out. It'll be interesting to see how it goes from there because they really need him. But they probably don't need him this week, minus 16 at home against the Redskins. Yeah, I think that they said if it was going to be a Sunday game, then he'd probably be good to go. But so, since it's Thursday, yeah. and it's the Redskins, I mean. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, but let, let's talk about the Packers real quick. 42-24, Rodgers, the MVP game, six total touchdowns. Packers scored 42 points, which was tied for the highest of the day. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers had more fantasy points than them. 43, six total touchdowns. Yeah. Insane. The Raiders, this game was a lot closer than the final score showed. Yeah, sure. It, Derek Carr fumbling that ball into the end zone completely changed everything. I'm still not totally out on the Raiders, but the Packers look really good. They're the best team in the NFC. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah, especially when you look at what they did to the Cowboys and then reflect on what the Cowboys did to the Eagles last night and you transitive property that all out. Mm. The and Packers look really solid. And both running backs are so versatile. They both caught touchdown passes, I'm yep. pretty sure, yesterday. Both running backs are really good, and they're doing this without major receivers mm. again. Their defense is so good. They're they're in a good spot. I really like them to yeah. win the Super Bowl. And he, it's been a while since we've seen playoff Aaron Rodgers be counted on, be watched. I think we're finally going to get to see yeah. it this year. I think he's finally just healthy. Yeah, and he seems to have more time mm-hmm. than ever, too. The offensive line it plays better, and even when they don't, he's the best at being evasive without running. Lamar's the best evasive quarterback mm-hmm. in the league, but by still throwing after he gets by a couple guys. That game was unbelievable. And, yeah, like you said, those running backs, man, they, they're rolling. They just both kind of do a few things every drive mm-hmm. that are all solid. And it's so weird to think about because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams a couple years ago were like free agents, both of them, yeah. you know, in every fantasy league. And now they are both have to be rostered. Lamar, though. Ravens. How about them? The Louisville quarterbacks. The Louisville player, Devontae Parker, too. It's going great. Yeah. It, it's been a really nice year. The Ravens, 30-16, to 16, his first game in Seattle – he goes out there, he outplays Russell Wilson like crazy. He gets a lot of help from Marcus Peters, who's traded from the Rams to the yeah. Ravens. First player in over 40 years in the NFL to have an interception back-to-back weeks for two different teams. Just a really cool game. Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh's relationship is just is. really cool to watch. You saw the video where he went yeah. for it. He has total confidence in him. He's like, what do you want to do? You call it. Yeah, and, and that play... It's like an ISO in basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like a great player at the top of the key with 10 seconds left. Go win us the game. Go make it happen with just your, like everybody's going to block down and we'll just see what we can do. And he not only gets it, but he scores. The announcer called him a magician after a long third down run. I can't think of a better way to describe it myself. It's insane how well his play is translated to the NFL through seven games. That's the most rushing yards for a quarterback ever. Which, like, of course it is, you know? Like, at this yeah. point, you're hearing that, and you're like, of course. And that's just a wild spot to be at. Yeah, He has got a really good chance to win the MVP this year. Crazy. Honestly, and, and this week was a make-or-break week, because they played good against bad teams and then not great against some better teams. Mm-hmm. And now he plays like that in Seattle, and you're really talking about him that way. You're really probably putting him in, like, quarterbacks that you want you want starting on your team next week. He's probably in the first five guys you list. Yeah. At least seven. And if you're talking about starting a franchise... He's probably number one or number two. Yeah, a lot of props to Harbaugh and the offensive coordinator because their scheme and the way they use him is – I don't know if there's anybody else that could do it that way. I know. They were so comfortable. And when you look back at the Joe Flacco situation from last year, how bad he's been for the Broncos and how much they showed him during that playoff game when Lamar was really struggling against the Chargers, how much they showed Flacco. When are they going to go to Flacco? The last few weeks, Flacco was pissed off about it. It's 
of course they went with this guy. Like, what a smart decision to throw away the Super Bowl, realize that was forever ago, and just go with this new guy that immediately puts you in a spot mm-hmm. where you're a top 10 team in the NFL, and they're probably going to win this AFC North by two or three games. Yeah. This division before was, odds-wise, one of the closest. Like Ravens plus 150. Browns plus 175. Mm. Steelers plus 210. Bengals, not listed. No odds. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really impressed with what Lamar's doing. Deshaun, another great quarterback, goes down this week. I guess Andrew Luck retired. You wouldn't be able to tell from the Colts' record. They win 30-23. to They're in control of the AFC South. Are the Colts really doing this? Yeah, they are. Uh, just Jacoby and the way he has confidence in himself and he just lets it loose, man. I love it. I love Jacoby. And he's, he's so it. awesome to watch. T.Y. Hilton has not missed a beat. Yeah, It's crazy. This defense plays really well. This game really, really surprised me. I thought for sure that the Texans would come out with how well they've been playing. It says more to me about the Colts than the Texans. Oh, I so I'm so still too. on the Texans. I just think both these teams are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, we needed the Texans to just keep losing because we get their draft pick. Oh, really? Yeah, because we traded him Tunzel for the first pick. Oh, okay. You yeah. guys are going to have a lot of picks. Yeah, and Hopefully the Steelers. You still have – oh, yeah. You, Another uh, – we need the Steelers to lose as many games. Might as well just go beat them next week. Yeah, may as well just go win the game straight up. But, yeah, really impressed with what the Colts are doing. I, I can't believe that they lost their quarterback a couple weeks before the season, and this is how it's going. I knew Jacoby Brissett was pretty good, but it's it's been really impressive. Mm. Redskins, Niners – Oh, my God. We need a weather guy. Yeah, I know. We, how, how does nobody hit me up and tell me to take the under there? For now on, every every week, I have to just check the 15 cities that a games are played in. in you know what? You should have to do that, too, since you're getting out of the pinky. I'll do bag. that instead of tattoo. No, you have to do both. You're, you're weatherman now, which is a really cool nickname if yeah. you think about it. You can Whatever you want to go by, rain man, knock yourself out. But, yeah, let, start letting me know the weather because this was a ridiculous. Neither team could do anything. The Redskins literally ran the ball pretty much every single play. Just a terrible game to watch. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. No touchdowns. The Redskins also don't score a point and cover the spread. I mean, what did I even watch? I didn't. I was tuned in. It was like the game (laughs) right in front of me at Roosters. Like the one that like it forced me through on my face to watch. Watched every single play. Yeah. Brutal. It is is cool visual to see. It's always fun to watch like either the rain games or snow games where they're just sliding around everywhere. It looked like there was just so much fun to play in. It's cool to look at the pictures from it. You know, it's yeah. not cool to actually watch the game. The, the pictures <laughs> on Instagram are cool. But Niners, they're 6-0. and Damn it. Yeah? Yeah. The NFC West is best, best division in football? 100% the best division in football, even after the Seahawks loss. They're 5-2. and two. The Rams are probably the best 4-3 and three team in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Get over it, everybody. <laughs> um, the Niners are undefeated. And the Cardinals, they've won three straight now. They win at New York, 27-21. Saquon's back. How about this Edmonds guy? Who is that? I don't know. He's going nuts. Did you see? He carried the ball 27 times. Did you see that David Johnson got the very first carry of the game and didn't touch the ball ever again after that? Did not know that. First, he one carry, two yards. After that, came out of the game. I, he was like on the sideline and stuff. Yeah. Like in a helmet. They said he was like emergency only, and he started the game. That's so weird. Weird. Yeah, I mean, the other guy literally got 27 carries, 35 fantasy points. He went nuts. Yeah. I don't know why they play David Johnson, but Kyler Murray looks really good. With Daniel Jones, probably not the best quarterback in the NFL. No, probably not. Yeah, it's hand up there. You know, I, I was really excited. I had the Giants money line against the Bucks that one week, so I was pretty sure he was good. But yeah, all the NFC West teams are 
are pretty solid. There's nobody that's just completely mm-hmm. faltering and having a bad year. Definitely thought it would be the Cardinals, but Kingsbury, hats off to him. Yeah. Doing great. Titans, 23-20 over the Chargers. Oh, my. I mean, what a terrible game. Mason Ramsey beats Dylan straight up. I'm Tana sure Mason Hill beats him straight up. I'm, you know, Tannehill beats him straight up. You know, Dylan is saying all this stuff about all these tweets he's going to send to Mason Ramsey, which is just ridiculous because he's 11. He's like, yeah, he's 11 years old. I know. I couldn't believe he was saying that, and the karma bear got him. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't, you, get. you can't say you're going to tweet a bunch of negative stuff at a child and expect your team to go out there and win. These two coaches are hard to watch, coach football <laughs> games. But Ryan Tannehill. He controlled the game. He's back. He, Do you miss him? No, because we had to go on without him anyways. You know, I mean, yeah. like yesterday is probably like the best you're going to get out of Ryan Tannehill. Pretty good. You know, it, I mean, he did enough to beat the Chargers, so – and they fumbled on the goal line too. So he was absolutely enough. And the poor Chargers. I mean, Dylan every single day is putting out a new tweet about somebody that's a starter on their team that's out for the year. Melvin should have just stayed at like and did not come back. Yeah. He shouldn't have came back. And Eckler outplayed the hell out of him yesterday too. Yeah. I I don't know. I think this is just a team that's in all seriousness just too ridden by injuries. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't beat the Titans then yeah, and they just, you're probably too hurt. There's so many people that got hurt during the game, too. And they just, people that haven't even really practiced that position just kind of know what's going on, had to yeah. be thrown out there. Yeah, not what you want to see. Bears Charger next week. I mean, oh. somebody has to win that game. It's just a fact. <laughs> no, they could tie. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> zero, zero tie. Uh, the Eagles, Cowboys, last game of the night, 37 to 10. Uh, did not feel good Eagles being just on a the bad Eagles. Team. Yeah, they just don't play all that hard. Their secondary is like the worst I've ever seen. They can't tackle. They can't cover anybody. The Cowboys wide receivers who had looked super vulnerable the prior three weeks looked like absolute studs, Yeah, every single one of them. So I don't I don't know. It, it's so hard to tell who these teams are. Yeah, if you, I mean, if there's a situation you can give Zeke 27 carries a game, the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. Sure looked much better doing that. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. And I told my grandpa, who's like 89, Pappy, that I took the Eagles over the Cowboys last night. And he got really pissed off at me. And just told me the Cowboys are just way more talented than the Eagles. So I'm going to start calling him yeah. before my Sunday night bet since I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, no, he literally is not wrong. And he, you know, he told me he would tell me that. He wouldn't lie to me. So I believe him. World Series starting tomorrow. Astros minus 200 against the Nats. What are your thoughts and picks for this series? I just don't like the – I mean, I just hate minus 200 on something. I hate putting money down on that, you know? It's so it's, even. I just hope the Nationals don't have that happy-to-be-here mindset because yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. Of all the teams that made the playoffs, the Nationals relied on the long ball the least of all of them. And it kind of made – me feel like the Nationals that had they had an edge on it, but I mean the Astros are still just hitting home runs. Yeah, everybody else wasn't. And, yeah, you know, but they, so. they're saying these balls are different in the yeah. postseason. That's it's been something that was kind of covered a lot more in the first rounds. The MLB's kind of killed the story, mm-hmm. but there's definitely fewer home runs than there were going on in the regular season, even with what the Astros are doing. Right. This starting pitching is close. I think a national starting pitching is a little bit better, mm-hmm. actually, and they are going to be more rested after the sweep of the Cardinals. Right. But the Astros lineup is just better. They're superheroes everywhere. The Nationals are going to be relying on 20-year-old Juan Soto, who's been great in that three-hole. 
But when you compare that to what Altuve just did, I mean, the five foot six man with the two run home run to send his team to the World Series, what a scene. If Houston can get to their bullpen, make them go to the bullpen, then that's that's not good for them. Yeah, because they've been nickel and diamond with these starters yeah. from the bullpen, and they haven't had it put to the test because they haven't been in a long series. They've been in a five game where swept. it's do or die, and then they swept the Cardinals in a series that really wasn't all that close. Like, really, any game where they ever, like, stressed to put no, this no. guy out there in a certain spot. So, I, I don't know. I, it seems like the World Series lately has been having a lot of repetitive teams in it. Mm-hmm. teams you know Dodgers in there all the time Astros back again and it just feels like the Astros are going to be more ready for the moment than a team who hadn't won a playoff series before this year but I don't know how much all of it matters the Nats I, I thought they'd beat the Cardinals they were playing with house money at that point just feeling great about themselves and just their pitching was I mean the Cardinals they couldn't even touch the ball yeah it was like one hit you know constantly getting alerts on your phone that yeah. the Nats pitcher has a no hitter through five yeah and the I mean, only time they, they didn't Strasburg struck out like 10 if they can just do that then They'll be good. Yeah, Still a bunch of one-hitters. Honestly, if they don't give up any hits, they'll probably win. <laughs> They're in good shape. But, yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a great series. It's it's wild how baseball is. Like, who would have thought? Nationals, Astros, World Series. Like, that's just so random. Yeah. But we'll see. I I don't think – I know it starts tomorrow. I'm just not really ready to give a pick out on it yet. And I, th- I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to bet the series game by game. Because I like what you're saying about the Nationals. I just can't bring myself to think that Garrett Cole is going to lose to Max Scherzer night one at home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a rule. You can't bet against Garrett Cole ever. So I'm going to completely bet on Garrett Cole. <laughs> so back to your personal news. You're engaged to the love of your life. And yeah. How, how does it feel? Uh, it feels good. I didn't – at first it kind of didn't uh, – sink in really i was just having a good time yeah all day uh but then just sunday just kind of recovering a little bit a little hungover uh but just hanging out on the couch with my dog and two cats and casey we're just all sitting there and just watching football you know just nowhere else i'd really rather be at that point yeah that, and uh, that is adorable yeah yeah i'm happy she's happy um yeah Hopefully, the rest of our lives are happy. It was something that was really cool to see. You know, you've done a lot of cool stuff. I'm not going to talk about a lot of it on the podcast. Some of it is really inappropriate. But that that was probably the coolest thing ever. You know, watching you, you know, you big 6'5 self get down on one knee and propose to Casey. It was really special, and I told you this tonight of, but it's it's just really the truest testament to y'all's relationship that literally 170 times the last three years I've asked you for advice on a girl issue I was having, or and you've never really done that with Casey ever, not once. And, you know, you would talk to me if you had something going on because we used to yeah. do that with all yeah. your past failed relationships. Mm-hmm. But you just never had a hiccup along the road. It was just constant, gradual improvement. And you guys never plateaued. You always seemed happier every time I saw you. She seems to really enjoy being around your friends. You seem to really enjoy being around hers. Your all's families are great. Mm-hmm. Match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I don't think I've ever met a more genuinely nice and caring person than Casey Quakenbush. So you did very well for yourself. Seeing how happy she was, you were, and in turn, all of us were. Very special. Something I'll never forget. Yeah, me either. I would give everybody the best moments of the weekend, but they are just wild. We were at O'Shea's. We had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Pat, is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? Uh, there is one one thing, one thing. So the college basketball preseason rankings came out, and my Wildcats are second place. Louisville at five. Yeah. Uh, kind of what we all expected. We kind of expected both of them to be top five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool. First game of the year is that college basketball 
Classic. Yeah. Uh, that you Champions Classic. Champions Classic. Yeah. Kentucky plays Michigan State. Michigan State first, and then Kansas plays Duke one versus two and three versus four. That's pretty wild. I don't yeah. think that's never happened in the series in that series yet. It sure is fun. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. And our teams should be really good. Yeah. Louisville played a secret scrimmage against Ohio State yesterday right. and did lose eighty to sixty nine. I read that they were down twenty five at one point, which isn't great. Uh, Malik Williams and David Johnson obviously didn't play. They're mm-hmm. hurt. They're going to miss the first little bit of the season. But yeah, good times ahead. Yeah, and you all got you all got some new players that you are probably going to have to rely on. And then you know, I mean, season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, they're they've only had like a month or two of practice for sure and i feel really good about it it's nice to have both of us back in the top 10 mm-hmm. in the bluegrass i mean louisville's at such a weird place after quentin left a couple years ago and now it, it seems like everything's moving upward i still have no idea what to expect from the season but i'm feeling good about it louisville has a way to make their players better every single year and for kentucky to be ranked that high i assume you guys have a bunch of new studs that i don't know and then i'll get to know yeah we do um it's probably going to be from what I've seen over the big, you can't really take anything about take anything away from Big Blue Madness because they just kind of just throw oops to each other all the time. Yeah, you guys, you got to play terrible defense in that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the blue white game was a little more competitive, and it kind of seemed like we're gonna have to start three guards with uh, Hagen's, Maxi, and Quickly. That those three are probably definitely starting, just because they the way they run, the way they all shoot, and then it's probably gonna be maybe Keon Brooks. As the four, these are new guys. Yeah, and um, it's probably going to be Richard or probably going to be Montgomery, but I wish it would be Richards. I think Richards is stronger down there. Yeah, they're the exact same to me. Yeah, I mean EJ just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know about EJ, man. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I think he's going to be one of those guys that ends up transferring. Okay, well we'll see. I mean, we it should be a really strong year for all of us. LSU squeaks in there, ranked twenty second. Oh, the, nice in, in the rankings. Yeah, I, I guess we just don't care. We had all that stuff happen with Javante Smart and Will Wade, and Will Wade's still there. We're rolling him out. Yeah, he's going to coach. Javante Smart's going to play point guard, and we're going to go get this thing done. <laughs> we still go. got Skylar Mays. I feel great about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna have a fun basketball season. A lot of good times ahead. I'm gonna do. Uh, NBA preview episode tomorrow, release it Wednesday sometime. we got NBA starting tomorrow night with the Pelicans wow. at 8, playing the defending champion Raptors. I don't know if I've ever heard of a more underwhelming opening game because the Raptors lost Kawhi and the Pelicans lost Zion for six to eight weeks with yeah. a meniscus injury. And then 10.30, though, ramps up. LeBron and Anthony Davis playing the Clippers. Not really sure what the Clippers are going to be health-wise. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are favored by two. Clippers are the home team, but they play at the same arena in the Staples Center. So be really interesting to see who the Clippers roll out there. I don't think Paul George is going to play. I don't know about Kawhi, but the Lakers have looked great in the preseason. No better time to have three TVs than the NBA League pass. And college basketball, just shortly away. Yeah, all four going to be going on college football, NFL, NBA, college basketball. It's going to be very overwhelming. It's a lot going on. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's definitely going to be crazy. Baseball is almost done. Best time of the year coming up. You got anything else? I'm good. All right, TTYL.